0: um welcome back to the Third Pill Reflections. Welcome back to my podcast. Thank you once more for tuning in and listening to my reflections. Um, this is the second part of the fourth episode. The Dark Moon Goddess and her mysteries and healing powers and the dismantling of systemic oppression. Yeah, so um, I was last time giving a little introduction already and going slightly further into the topic, Uh, yet I did not really arrive at the main crucial points I would say yet, or at least not all of them. So this is the second part and um, I will go now into the goddess cults and also the story of Descent of Inanna. Um, I thought about doing the Persephone demeter story, but basically they are not so different. It's uh, the Archetypal journey of the female descending to merge with her with her um, lost part to reemerge and um, be whole again. So it's the alchem- alchemical story of a lot of uh, archetypes. You have the same um, with Dionysus as a masculine principle. So yeah. So we look at the the whole topic of the dark moon goddess still at something that we don't really understand that is uh, somehow obscure and, and dangerous maybe even there's sort of notion of uh, fear and uh, the more we talk about it the, the less ignorant we become and the more we understand what we didn't know and I think this is the basic principle of how hate and anger and fear is created is by being ignorant not knowing what you're dealing with and then you kind of resist it so connecting the whole topic of the Dark Moon Goddess uh, the female dark parts rising, the shadows coming into light, or the light bringing light into the shadows, so to say, is connected to what we see right now in the world as well, of course. The racism um, topics, no matter what you believe now, um, of the instrumentalization and media outlets, it doesn't really matter so much. I'm not trying to get into any political discussion here. What I'm saying is that people stand up and people realize and people question and people face things and um, especially the facing part is interesting because it's this uh, facing of the shadows of the collective shadows so we are now in a collective purge of the shadows we are in a collective um dealing with a principle that is coming back and brings a lot of um, knowledge and also a lot of challenges with it and we see this now with the whole issue of um, racism of oppression of systemic Oppression and racism of um, patriarchal structures of all these of sexism of all these topics that are in my my opinion from my point of view under the umbrella of patriarchal society and um, that's good it's chaos but this is what the darkman goddess also is uh, bringing she's bringing back the pain and the, the oppression and the suffering and she's finally says we have enough so we see we can see this on the collective uh, collective uh, playing field right now and even though it feels horrible it's uh, maybe a very necessary step towards becoming whole and alchemy you have to dissolve something first and until uh, you make it whole again to put it back together well so um, going back to the coldest priest uh, yeah the, 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 the goddess cults it's uh, there has been for example in these uh, back in the matriarchal times a lot of uh, goddess cults and priestesses in especially South America and uh, also in Europe and in Italy and Sardinia and in Greece, of course. So these old uh, sites and uh, the wisdom that lies within them is still there, so to say. It would never really vanish completely. As I said last time, we can put ourselves out of the victim, um, out of the victimhood by realizing that we only made space for the patriarchy we never were too weak and they were never too strong and um, we had to die in our crown phase, we had to die in our dark moon phase, we had to, to die to come back, to be reborn and that's what happens right now and so now patriarchy is on its dying bed, um, hopefully not to be reborn actually because I believe that now it's the time that we step into another octave to merge the so to say matriarchy and patriarchy systems into a new yet unknown system or structure that is serving humanity instead of destroying it from one polarity or the other so we have uh, the story of inanna or ishtar depending on the on the legends or depending on the culture mesopotamian or babylonian you have uh, Aphrodite, you have uh, Persephone, you have a lot of different archetypes. They all kind of descended and had to be killed in a symbolic way. It was depicted. They went into the underworld because they had to find something there and they went there. they had to be killed and eaten or be destroyed and put you know into pieces and then put themselves back together and die into something and resurrect uh, the story of christ jesus and Normal Christianity is pretty much the same, uh, facing the devil in the desert for 40 days and then being uh, hanged on a cross and crucified, dying three days, resurrected, um, becoming the Christ, so on and so on. And um, what we can see here is that there is a part that I would call the subconscious that we have to dive into, to descend into our uh, feminine principle, to find the goal that lies within there. And uh, to become whole again, to meet our shadow or other part and integrate it, merge it, come back into the light, be transformed, be whole, uh, step into power, step into our potential, step into our responsibility. So, yeah, this is uh, depicted in different archetypal stories. So what we call now the female rising, I would call more the dark female rising and I think it's pretty necessary. All the lost parts are coming back and we are finally merging them like a pieces of puzzles, like puzzle pieces, we merge them slowly and they will make a nice image at one point, but until then it's quite painful and chaotic and confusing maybe for a lot of people. The more you have done your own work in that over the last years, the less it will affect you right now collectively, but if you haven't watched into that at all, in no matter what way, you will of course now be overwhelmed probably by a lot of intense um, emotions and realizations. Uh, Because if you don't go to the shadow, it will come to you at one point. If you don't descend, you will be thrown into the abyss at one point. Uh, So it's just a matter of time. So if you do it consciously, um, you might be better off a little bit than if you do it never, and have to do it at one point either way. Well. Yeah, so what I see right now with these movements, the social movement, uh, there's two sides of the story, of course. I have my own opinion about these things. I'm not going into that here, that podcast. I'm not here to debate what's right, what's wrong, what's real, what's fake. I see instrumentalization. I see um, um, deception. I see also potential and power. Um, So I see what happens is what happens. And I hope that people can discern um, good enough spiritually and physically and listen to their intuition, and not just their rational head, but also merging these two would be a good idea, as I said in my first podcast episode, of course, already. Okay, now going from these descending archetypal journeys more into uh, uh, the topics of menstruation blood, for example, because we are, I'm talking here also about moon cycles, menstruation cycles, uh, connected to the archetypal um, figures of the dark moon goddess, especially... Um, for example but just to give a little example the virgin and the full moon the virgin and the mother would be for example the archetypes of um, mary mother jesus or isis um, and the, the light goddess parts you know the goddess that is like what we know is shiny and beautiful and and all that which is also very legit but then the dark moon uh, goddess was forgotten so give a little contrast here to what we're dealing with actually so the menstruation is also connected to the dark moon phase, the three days before the new moon, the the phase of the of the crown, the witch. And um, back then, in these matriarchal societies where all this was not so pushed into the shadow yet, it was very normal that uh, women went, for example, to their menstruation huts in their tribe. It was also not dominated by men. So there were groups of females that were really much free and liberated and independent, which was normal at that time. Um, they went uh, in their menstruation phase together to menstruate because that meant that they went into a very deep mystical state of of trance, of, of um, consciousness as well. And there they could do divination, they could do healing work with their partners or for people, they could uh, do divinations to see what was best for the tribe, for the collective, for the society, come back and have more wisdom. So it was a very very intense time they were also not allowed to be participating in ceremonies not because they were unclean or bad as they are depicted non-patriarchal um, perceptions but they were not allowed to participate because their energy was so powerful um, menstruating blood is very chaotic energetic wise but it's not It's nothing evil or bad, it's just super cleansing, purging, chaotic, but it's also very powerful. So it actually puts other people into danger who are participating in a ceremony when it comes to energetic work and opening consciousness. So they were um, too powerful and they wanted and needed to be alone to do their work, to come back into the village or the tribe and give their wisdom and their, their, their magic. And um, yeah, so that at one point went into shaming, into uh, into judgments of like, you are unclean, so you have to go far away and be menstruating there. So the power was diminished. The crown face, the dark moon face, the witch face is also depicting a woman or the female that is in her power in her ultimate power that is above every control. So obviously the patriarchal structure is super afraid of that and try to destroy that and they try to destroy that especially already at the virgin state of the cycle so when the female is very young and pure there comes rape into the game that's when women get raped mostly that's when the female got raped energetically emotionally is in the beginning of their phase, being very childish and pure so they can't even grow into their power but they're going to be traumatized (coughs) traumatized and yeah uh, powerless so we have for example uh, the oracle of Delphi from the Greek um, um tales and Delphi's or Delphos means wisdom. So the oracle of Delphi was one of these priestesses cults that were doing of divination magic in this in these uh, menstruation times especially to bring the oracle to the to the tribe to the society. And um so What lies within this kind of phase is also a lot of feeling and embodiment. So here nothing is intellectualized, here nothing is thought, um, here something is embodied, here something is felt. And um, now that we connect this also to the phase of the dark moon goddess that comes back, what we have to feel and embody and accept and sit with is sadness and anger. And um, yet she is wiser and stronger than that, I would say, only being that, what she brings back is a is a primordial energy within us, something we can use for strong work of uh, spiritual and uh, emotional healing and and wisdom. What she embodies, you know, she's the embodiment of that. Uh, so we have to kind of stop this denial and try um, to stop this fixing, because masculine principle is also all always about fixing, fixing things, controlling things, um, handling things, which is in certain ways cool and good but when it comes to these parts it's about fixing controlling dominating um oppressing and suppressing these chaotic primordial female um, magical mysteries and this has to stop we have to start connecting with it you know so whenever your girlfriend or the person you're with uh, embodies these very dark um Aspects these beautiful mystical magical chaotic aspects and I don't mean just girlfriend like everybody you see who goes into this kind of Energies start to connect with it. Don't try to fix it. Don't try to change it That would be my advice because there is a lot of a chemical gold A lot of a chemical gold a lot of power and and wisdom and a lot of beauties uh, Yeah, it's lying there So we change from history to her story. Maybe you can see in this world already what happened History means his story, so now we're changing back to her story because it's her story coming back. It's alchemizing the aspects um of ourselves that are that are unconscious. It's moon alchemy, it's uh, moon magic or it's blood alchemy, blood magic um You can work with your blood um if you're menstruating um I have a lot of colleagues and friends and uh, witches who do that basically. And it gives them a lot of new connection to their female um suppressed so parts and um yeah, it makes them rise, so to say, in their in their power. And we have to die into the female, basically. That's that's the that's the alchemy. And um one one aspect I also wanted to address here is the the kind of racism sometimes or it's connected to the racism also in esoteric circles or in um and magic circles where it's called black and white magic. White obviously meaning good and black meaning bad, but this actually goes subconsciously so deep that we think everything that's black is bad, yet black magic is nothing bad, it's kind of more self-serving magic, white magic would be more like collective serving. But black is not bad, we all black magicians all the time, everything we manifest for ourselves, it's, we would call it traditionally black magic. I think we should call it baneful magic or malevolent magic you know, hurtful magic, whatever you want to call it, something that is depicting quite clearly that when you hurt someone, curse someone, that is actually the baneful the magic that used to be or is used still as black magic. But to go away from these stigmas and these judgment would also be a step uh, to dismantling systemic oppression, especially also in esoteric circles, magic circles. Yeah, and um, so the key to humanity, as Jung says, lies... Um, well the key to humanity's freedom lies in the the darkness of humanity and to bring all that now back to what can we do really is uh, we can make a ritual you know ritual is a very very beautiful form and way to bring something from the intellectual mind into the embodied feeling so every time you have a process it's good to analyze it it's good to think also about it but then it's also good to feel it and embody it and make a ritual out of it a ritual is the merging of two worlds of the the world of the mind or the words, with the with the world of the symbol, with the with the world of the symbols, the intuitive subconscious world. And by merging that with a ritual, you make it whole. Um, yeah, so I, that would be my practical advice. For example, how to merge that by doing your rituals, embody your shadow in a ritual, embody your dark moon goddess in a ritual, you know, embody your uh, dark masculine in a ritual, embody everything that is hard to grasp intellectually, embody it, feel it, and make a ritual. ritual is so powerful it's using the the symbology of the subconscious to bring into this world and vice versa, to bring the words into the symbols and then going back to the whole menstruation mysteries and magic um, there is for example the possibility to really make love with your partner uh, when this person is menstruating instead of only when she or he or whoever is menstruating is in the full moon phase and um, therefore you can do kind of sex magic we would call it or you could call it also menstruation magic blood magic you know it's the magic that can happen with the menstruational phase and the phase when the the person the female power is so strongly immersed in their mysteries and magic that you can have a spiritual child so to say and not a, a physical child because of recreation and that phase you can heal another deeply especially also the other person who's not menstruating you know So it's spiritual lovemaking instead of recreational lovemaking. And this kind of empowerment, this kind of knowledge um, is definitely feared by patriarchal structures because it makes you become independent of these patriarchal structures. It makes you become empowered. It makes you become whole and united within yourself. And so all this kind of stuff is something that an oppressive uh, systematic oppressive system does not desire for sure and holds on to to his power because of his underlying fear of ending if we look back at the masculine principle of start and end linear so it's basically a little child that is afraid of death that has a superior complex and a huge um, overinflated ego trying to hold on to its power by uh, using force and violence and this leads to yeah a psychopath behavior and the wisdom of the feminine here you know brings then the wisdom also of the true masculine with it you have to first find the the, the mother to to connect back to the father and then you have the child and yeah um, you have then also things like pms you know menstruation issues in general and I would say, I would argue that this is a feminine collective symptom, you know, and it's uh, inherited by, by the pain uh, of being shamed and stigmatized and oppressed by, by such a long time. So maybe what you're going through, if you have these PMS things, is not just mere physical symptoms you have for whatever reason, but it's because you are individually um, going through a collective purging process of what happened to women and the female principle in general over thousands of years. So by tapping into these dark Goddess you might experience changes. By tapping into the the the, the shunned and the shame parts, you might ex- you know experience a, a, a change, and um, therefore you have also the possibility to heal, to become to become whole again once more. Yeah. To end all this, I uh, have another allegory here from the Toltecs. It's the the fifth. The, the fifth sun of the Toltecs, the Toltecs and the Aztecs, they talk about in their cosmology about the, um, the, the suns, they depicted as eons, as long cycles of 6,250 years, and we are now changing from the fifth sun to the sixth sun. Um, it will happen, the shift is done in 2021, and the shift started in uh, 1991. So it was 30 years of transition from one sun to another, from the fifth sun to the sixth sun. And the fifth sun was a sun of light of consciousness and the sixth sun now is the sun of darkness of subconsciousness the toltecs never had the the, the uh, perception of darkness being bad you know for them it's the, the sun that now goes in in like inside now we find medicine and governance and and school and education all within before it was the sun of uh, you know going outside the masculine sun and this is now changing light light to dark and from extrovert to introvert so they don't have a good and evil notion here, they have a very balanced view uh, on the different polarities, um, which, which have different important attributes of course. Yeah, so I hope I could make this clear, how certain techniques and uh, how certain knowledge and wisdom was twisted and warped uh, due to the different lenses that we um, got put on or were programmed to have and that it's changing now and it, we can see these changes in life, in this world, in the media, we can see uh, the fall of Rome, so to say, with the with the wireless LAN connection, we can see um, our shadows emerging, we can see becoming whole again and it's always dark before the dawn, it's always ugly before it gets better we're going from a, from a long-lasting um, state of pain to an acute uh, state of pain which then feels horrible but this is where the real healing starts. So the healing comes with the Dark Moon Goddess energies. So the healing comes with realisations, discernment and um humility also and eh, not humility, being humble, sorry. <laughs> being humble and um yeah, dying into a new earth, a new world collectively and um staying staying precise, staying humble, staying um, observant and staying uh, also within the heart, I would say. So that's the Soviet Caguale, the alchemical principle of dissolving and putting back together, becoming whole. And if I talk about this is the third pill reflection, I would say you are the third pill and people should start taking you. They should start taking us. So, uh, yeah, thank you very much. This is the end of the second part. This is the end of the fourth episode. Uh, next time I will go on to another topic. Please send me uh, uh, whatever you wish me to talk about. If you have any things, any subjects you would like to hear about, to uh, yeah, let me reflect upon. And uh, thank you very much for tuning in once more. And uh, this is the Third Pill Reflections. Have a lovely evening.